Hello, and welcome to the episodic audiobook series where I, Con Lavery, read you stories that I wrote. And for this season, we are covering Into the Macrocosm, the short story collection that I brought out uh, early 2020. And we are in episode seven now, which uh, the stories are um, independent of each other, so you can listen to this one. But there is an overarching story with the Nameless One and Malfaretti's, who are both trying to figure out who the Nameless One is and how they died, which takes the Nameless One into these witnessing states of these short stories. So if you haven't, do check out the previous episodes for plenty of goodness and short stories. For this one, it's a little shorter. It's kind of goofy. And this uh, particular short story was originally a feature in... um, Originally featured as a live reading on Author Assist Radio Show, September 13th, 2019. And that's why I have the book in front of me, so I can remember the date. So this was kind of a cool one. It wasn't featured on the blog like a lot of these other short stories. Mr. Super, um, yeah, was purely an audio exclusive for that radio show at the time. And since then, it's been revised and tweaked like all the short stories for Into the Macrocosm. So let's jump into this... uh, little paranormal event we have. Six. The burning ends. The observer is gone. You are the flesh once more. Chilled. But calm. You blink a couple of times and reflect on what you saw. Less apocalyptic, nameless one. Malfaretti's asks. Yeah, but unsettling, you say. Seeing someone fall asleep after coming and going as an observer is... Deja vu. Familiar. Repetitive. Yeah, I guess. Maybe these sleep states have some relevance. Malfaretti says. Sleep is a powerful state that aids in dropping your ego. It lets the subconscious take the wheel, providing wisdom. An insight beyond the mind's conscious limitations. Right, you say. Malfaretti's rolls his white eyes. How about the expressions sleep on it? Yeah, I understand that, you say. You think sleep is triggering my memory? Possibly. It's worth a try. Malfaretti's once again dips into the black liquid as you stand below him, ready for another go. Let's find out, he says, tapping his claw, sending you to observe through new eyes. Mr. Super I am on my way to bed like any other day. Mom makes sure that I stay on a strict schedule with finals coming up. I don't want to challenge the wrath of my parents. If I don't lessen, Mom will tell Dad. Let's just say Mom is the nice one. It's that simple. After brushing my teeth, I go into my room, hop into bed, and fire up my laptop. I have that stupid test tomorrow, and it's best to review some of the notes I took. The joys of high school. I'd rather be out with my friends, hanging out at the graveyard, casting spells, or checking out new music online. There are all sorts of cuties making dark wave music. No luck for me. I get to be the nerd thanks to my airheaded arrogance of denying the good lord. It turns out you shouldn't burn Bibles in front of your parents. The door to my bedroom closes slowly, 
making my laptop the only source of light. This is strange. No one is in the hall that I am aware of or in my room. I flick the on light on the nightstand and take notice that by the door is my old teddy bear, Mr. Super, with his little red cape. Hello? I asked. Someone has to be in this room. Roger, comes a deep voice, a familiar one. I know I've heard it before. Wait, that is, can it be? Roger, you don't need anything else, the voice says. It hits me. The voice is coming from Mr. Super. It is the same voice I made in my head when I was a kid, but now it's coming from the bear itself. Who is there? I ask. I don't believe it can be Mr. Super. Maybe I am more tired than I realize. The lamp flickers. Darkness. It jolts on. Mr. Super is at the end of my bed. Roger, you abandoned me, says Mr. Super. His stitched mouth doesn't move. The stuffed toy's beady little eyes look right at me. His felt eyebrows are slanted inward. They were never angled that way when I was a kid. What are you? I ask, gripping onto my laptop tightly. Sweat builds up on my palms. A moment of clarity hits me. I'm talking to a stuffed toy. The moment passes as Mr. Super speaks again. Roger, I am your best friend. We did everything together. I was a kid, I say. Now I am reasoning with the toy. This is all crazy. You promised we'd be together forever. You put me in the closet, Roger. This is stupid, I mumble, getting up from my bed. The laptop flies out of my hands and smashes against the wall by an invisible force. I gasp, watching it fall to the ground in a dozen pieces. You can't replace me with technology or other humans. They don't understand you as I do, Mr. Super says. Help! I shout, running to the door. The same power snags me by my ankle. I fall with a thud, chin first, slamming into the Ouija board and burnt out candles my friends and I used last night. The force drags me back to the bed as I put the pieces together. Shit, I really should have kept that Bible. No one can hear you, Roger. I look around the room for a way out. My eyes land on the window, outside. The neighborhood is gone. It is pure blackness outside. We'll be together once again, Mr. Super says. This time, forever. The bear's stitched mouth morphs upward into a wicked smile with pointy, sharp teeth. And that is the end of episode seven for the episodic audiobook series, Into the Macrocosm. Some weird stuff. This is probably the goofiest story I've written ever, uh, but it was a lot of fun, nice and short and sweet. And uh, we'll get into a more serious short story in the following episode with Malferetti's and the Nameless One. And if you can't wait, you need to find out, you can always grab the full audiobook on all major distributors or the print book or the hardcover or the ebook. It's all there, and if you enjoyed it, do grab it. Um, that'd be fantastic. And do tell your friends and share it on social media and all that, and feel free to tag me. And until next time, take care. Ciao.